Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hoffman. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast. Matt here, Brad in here. Excited again to do another part, another session here with Dr. Ted Fenske. If you didn't hear last week's, please go back, listen to it, because it's going to kind of set the table for what we're talking about today. Last week, we chatted with him about what porn does to the brain. This week, we're going to be talking with him about what we can do about it, how we can actually restore the brain, and that there is actually hope for us if we are battling a porn addiction. So, Dr. Ted, thank you so much for being back here with us again. Really appreciate it. My, my pleasure. My pleasure, gentlemen. So sometimes people uh, aren't sure, are, am I addicted or am I not addicted? And, and part of that might be that we're not sure of the effect that porn has had on our brain. But um, somebody who's watching you, you know, pornography three times a day, we would say that for sure they would have an addiction. But somebody that's watching once a week, they would maybe have more of a trouble, more, more trouble coming to that realization that, yeah, I am addicted. It's just maybe it's not as frequent, but there's an addiction component there. Would you agree with that or could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, there's likely a spectrum uh, of what we see, and, and we, we'd see this in, in substance abuse, for example, of uh, alcohol uh, is, is one example where someone would say, well, I'm not an alcoholic, you know, but I just like my, my gin and tonic when I come home from work, and, uh, and so I'm not addicted you know, to alcohol. And and uh, and certainly alcohol is part of our social you know fabric and, and well accepted. But but there is uh, certainly the person who has the regular drink, especially if it's uh, to in response to a, a stressful day. Let's say there's a self medication uh, element going on there, and so the person setting themselves up for an addiction. Whenever we take a substance or or in this case pornography viewing as as a 
a way of, of dealing with the stressors of our life, dealing with the issues that we're facing. Uh, this is a self-medication uh, that, we're, that we're using the porn for, the alcohol for, the smoking for, and this is, this is a, a key element of, of addiction. And so, you know, and I would say that that's a big driver, you know, that we've, we've, we're under certain stressors, we're under certain uh, uh, issues, and the behavior then uh, in activating this reward pathway that we talked about uh, last, last time uh, is able to offset this and, and create some pleasure in the midst of the, of the chaos of the concerns. And, uh, and so that if, if one's not addicted already, one is being set up for for addiction, for this needing to do that now. You know, I've got this stressor. I need to look at the porn now to to try to compensate for that. Or the uh, down the road, then the losing of the control and the tolerance, needing to see more and more or, or more unusual porn to get the same kind of effect. And even the destructive elements that we talked about last time in terms of mood and our concentration ability and and even erectile dysfunction. So it's, it can be seen as a spectrum. But it can start very, very innocently. And I know from uh, uh, from looking at cigarette smoking, for example, and, and the incredible addictiveness of nicotine, just by analogy, uh, in, in third world countries, there were companies that were selling uh, or giving out free uh, cigarettes, just three of them bound by what with an elastic band, knowing full well that if the person smoked those three cigarettes, that they would then set the stage for nicotine mm. addiction. And I'd say the same thing would be with, with pornography uh, viewing, just a simple amount of viewing and then setting the stage then for the, for the, the addiction. So one of the uh, key elements of, of, of knowing one's addicted is that it's not, no, not fun anymore. There's no pleasure in it really. Mm. You know, there's, there's a, there's just this, there's the secrecy element. There's the, so you're trying to hide, you're trying to, uh, but you got to just, see it you got to do it because you know there's this this drive push and and and, and uh, so there's a loss of joy and, and probably there was never joy in it to be honest it's actually a a, a perversion of something that is quite joy uh, giving you know the contentedness the satisfaction of sexual intercourse uh between a married couple you know this is a a, a joyful a joyful phenomena right. that god has designed for us and and really uh the uh the pornography uh uh, you know, goes against the, the, our, our understanding of the biblical sexual ethical and every single element, you know, whereas the, the, uh, 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 our biblical understanding of, 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 of sexuality is, you know, a covenantal relationship. The pornography is a casual, this is a casual thing. There's no commitment here at all. Uh, instead of a procreation, be fruitful and multiply. This is just a recreational activity. It's just surely self-gratifying, not self-giving. It's all about me. You know, it's not about anybody else, and, and it's a commodity thing. It's not. There's no intimacy here. It's just all about, uh, you know, something I can buy and trade and, and use. And uh, and then there's the destructive element rather than, mm-hmm. you know, protecting uh, this within a covenantal uh, relationship that God's designed. And so the, the devil's taking this uh, uh, very beautiful, uh, uh, you know, part of our design and and twisted it and perverted it and shifted it away from him and, and created something quite ugly. And like like other aspects of of, uh, of addictions. So like hearing that, I think someone listening is like, well, where am I on that spectrum? And I think you laid it out really well, but it seems like it's a real slippery slope, isn't it? <laughs> like wherever you yeah, are. Sure is. I mean, you know, in my day uh, back in the in the seventies, uh, you know, we we would uh, get uh, you know the magazines, you know, Penthouse, right. Playboy, or whatever, and Hustler and everything. And, you know, they, they're not innocuous either, of course. I don't, I don't recommend this, but, but uh, <laughs> you know, with this, in our current era now, with a high net, uh, high, 
the high-speed internet uh, pornography access and the videos and you know, having multiple browsers up and it's just a it's it's a it's a whole it's a whole new uh, uh, issue here in terms of severity and, and concern. And so, uh, you know, if one is is even mildly considering that they might have an issue here, and I would say any any visualization of pornography, I would say you you, you qualify, you know, for this mm-hmm. is that it's so critical to get off the darn internet, pornography. Yeah. You know? So if one, uh, uh, you know, for the for the my ad- highly addicted patients, for example, on uh, sm- my smokers, if I say to them, you know, I really think it's important you you quit cold turkey. They'll have a panic attack in my office. Right. Wow. They're actually become, and, and it's called cold turkey because the, the turkey flesh has these little bumps, you know, the little bumps on the turkey. Oh, yeah, and so yeah. that's actually what happens to our, our flesh when we have this, this sympathetic response. Right. We have these little bumps, the little hairs stand up, our eyes, you know, uh, uh, widen, and, and it's an actual panic. The heart rate increases and I uh, get a dry mouth. It's a terrible feeling. And the idea of going from, uh, all to none. And so what we do in, in, uh, in addiction, med- addiction medicine then is we provide some intermediary to help in the detox process, which takes time. So for someone who's uh, addicted to nicotine, you know, it's going to take them uh, six weeks at least, if not three months, to, to, to get through that uh, addiction and to help them through that. We have nicotine replacement therapy. So we're giving them a little bit of the clean nicotine without all the, all the tar and, and, and toxic substances of the cigarette. And allow them then to wean this off slowly, so they don't go have to go for cold turkey. Some people can, of course, but but this is a this is a, a common uh, scenario that we do. And alcohol addiction, we we have our, our other uh, approaches there uh, with benzodiazepines and with the opiates. We have methadone program, so we have ways of helping people detox. How do you do that with pornography? You know, and and I I uh, we don't have a you know a pornography patch that you can put on necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but the most important thing. Uh, from from what I, I would I was leave uh, listeners with is just to get off the the internet pornography mm. that 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 has to that has to happen because if that still is going on if there's just the click of a mouse that renders more images and and just it's just going to perpetuate the problem it won't help and so even if it means uh, you know looking for pornography elsewhere but but the, it's absolutely critical that that the uh, the internet is is uh, is affected and that might re- require then to Say okay, well, my computer's going to be in the kitchen now, you know, yeah. where the family's, you know, doing their stuff, and I'm going to just plunk it right down on the kitchen table whenever I'm going to do my computer work. Otherwise, I'm not going to go into in my room with my computer. You know, I'm just going to take, you know, my my C.S. Lewis book into my room and just mm-hmm. read. You know, I'm not yeah. going to have computer in my room. So you lose your your right to privacy in a way, and and, and that's a a really important uh, critical step because it's going to take some time. You know, like nicotine addiction or any, any other addictive substances, we have to be realistic about this. You can't just think that, well, I'll just stop and I'm good. You know, I, I'm all better now. And, and unfortunately, because of the, the the changes that have occurred in the architecture and the protein, uh, the Delta Floss B that I mentioned last time, uh, there's a long half-life to this. It's going to take some time for this to become uh, dismantled and, and for the that Anthony Henday super freeway that we've got of transferring information on the reward pathway to get downgraded to a, a regular road or even a footpath. It's going to take some time for that and I would anticipate then that I think it's, it's worthwhile for people to realize that you're in this for a, a number of months. You know, I, I would say three-month period would be a kind of a general in terms of addictions in general and uh, 
the dopamine, you know, levels takes about even a month for them for them to get dampened down the receptors to 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 go back to the normal level. Mm. The the delta flaws be another month, and then for the actual architectural changes, a month beyond that. And so, if one has to have, if you're still having internet pornography coming at you during that, you know, that's just not going to happen. You're not going to allow the those changes to to occur and allow the revision back to a a, a healthy brain. Yeah. Hmm. I'm reminded of when Jesus says that if your right hand causes you to sin, just cut it off. And <laughs> it's like, get rid of the internet. Just cut it off. How desperate are you willing to get? And that's a great first step. It has to be the first step for everybody, um, well, along with confessing and just like there's basic things that you got to do. But beyond that, Dr. Finsky, what can people do to rewire their brain and to help this process along? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, having, having, uh, the beauty of, of, of having a, a, a Christian fellowship then is that we have we have um, we can speak into these these areas of addiction and uh, and and we have we have uh, the the word that we can access and and once we have uh, joy in the Lord then that 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 uh, takes over everything else because really in in a way pornography visualization um, even sex just in general. Is is a uh, is a substitute for joy. You know, joy is really what we want in our mm-hmm. lives. We 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 don't really nobody wants to be addicted, and and but they're just choosing these pathways because they've been uh, tempted into them or whatever, and they, they seem they seem to be a a, a quick uh, solution. You know, to to these uh, to, to to joy, but there is no joy here, and uh, and so I think you know we have uh, a Christian community around us. We can have a an accountability partner, for example, we can have someone who can pray with us and we can pray ourselves at any point in time. We come to that point and say, okay, enough is enough. I've had it with this, you know, and turning one's life over to over to the Lord and being able to just sit in prayer, open the Bible up. There's lots of, of uh, scripture I encourage people to have around, like on little stickies, on their computer, if mm-hmm. you like, on the... Uh, you know, around the uh, you know a picture of your a picture of your mom right there beside the computer would be a good thing too. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, and then having some scripture like, for example, Second uh, Corinthians ten five to take every every thought captive and may make it obedient to Christ, or or Job thirty one one I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl, mm-hmm. or Psalm one hundred one three. I'll set before my eyes no vile thing. Mm. Romans 13, uh, 12 to 14. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Let us put aside deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let's behave decently as in the daytime, not in sexual immorality or debauchery, but rather clothing ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, so these are, are, are powerful. Uh, you know, God's word is, is, uh, is active and living and can speak its truth into those moments where we're feeling stressed, we're feeling... The, the, the desire to uh, to want to uh, activate this this uh, pleasure pathway via you know pornography and and basically what we need, we need to do is somehow break this this vicious cycle which can, tends to get set up because the behavior itself doesn't end with joy the mm. behavior actually, itself actually ends with uh, guilt and shame yeah you know people feel guilty and I just I'm disgusting person you know I mean look what I was looking at and yeah. doing and everything and so. Uh, and this, the, you know, guilt and shame actually, and the, the negative uh, self-perception one has, then sets one's up to have more of that behavior again, because you want to have a little bit more positive reward in your life, you know. And so, uh, so there's a, a vicious cycle here that's, that's set up with pornography viewing needs to be broken. Mm. And the, the beauty of um, 
being of being a Christian and having a Christian community is that we can break this uh, very powerfully with prayer. We 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 can access forgiveness for our our, our activity, our trespasses. So mm-hmm. our guilt and shame can actually be forgiven, and we can we can move on. We can say boldly that this is the first day of the rest of my life today, right now. You know, and even if we still have lingering architectural issues in the brain. Uh, the power of prayer can cut into that, break that cycle, and and allow us then once we acknowledge acknowledge the sin for what it is. You know, I, we can't just pretend that it was nothing. No, it was it was it was something. It was important, and it was destructive on us, and it, and it was a sin. I acknowledge my sin before the Lord, and then we we have a, a, the, the freedom comes, uh, uh, you know, from from that, and and having you know, uh, a, a Christian community around us where we get the support and encouragement and accountability, accountability partner uh, would be the ideal scenario mm. so that we can, you know, move forward. I love it. Can you can you see the changes in the brain when somebody is spending more time in prayer, choosing thankfulness, having community? Can you see the changes in the brain? Yeah, well, uh, just in addiction in general, uh, when, when brains have been re-imaged again, those same areas that were all hyper uh, hypertrophied, if you will, uh, you know, uh, the, the architectural uh, changes revert back again. So uh, there is this neuroplasticity, and it works in both ways. It works to develop connections, and it works to dismantle the connections. And it's basically the body works on a uh, as need principle. You know, mm. if you if you need to have biceps to do your work, you know, uh, uh, working on a conveyor belt or whatever, pulling pulling logs off, uh, then you got the biceps, you develop them, they become stronger and, and more able to do the, the heavy work. You know, you got a desk job, you don't need the biceps, so they, 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 they become deconditioned and shrivel down to what mine are. And so you, <laughs> you don't, you don't have the big muscles anymore because you don't need them. Your body doesn't need them. Right. You can try to stimulate them with, with going to the gym, but this is, that's, that's the idea. The body works on a neat principle and the same thing here. If, if the stimulus is, isn't coming, to, to the reward center, then then the, those receptors and 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 the 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 whole changes that have occurred because of it begin begin to get dismantled and, and change again. But it takes some months, mm. and I would say that even after those months have gone by, uh, because there's been this uh, time in one's life where where the uh, pornography has had has reigned supreme, because of that, there'll always be forever and ever a potential risk. Yeah. So it becomes all the more important then just to have safeguards set up for ourselves so that we, we begin to uh, understand, okay, where, when am I most vulnerable for this kinds of things, you know, for, for, for doing this, for example. Uh, and so, you know, people can, can do a variety of things, but uh, uh, I, I know, uh, you know some people, when they go to a hotel room, for example, in their travels, they unplug the TV, they ask for no internet in the room, you know, when they're checking in, you know, so they kind of setting themselves up. So they're going to be good. You know, they're they're not going to, they're not going to have this temptation because they know that when they're traveling away from their wife or whatever, that they're more prone than to this kind of thing. And so they're, they're free of porn now and they want to stay free. And so they kind of continue to take care of themselves, so to speak, you know? Mm -hmm. So just like if you're, if you're a fit uh, athlete, you have to ongoing maintenance to maintain that, to take care of that. You don't, so you don't just arrive at it as, as being an athletic body and now you're good to go. You've got to continue to do push-ups and all those things, you know, the, the eating well, sleeping well, etc. And so likewise with, with pornography addiction, we have to have continual ongoing uh, uh, attention to, to this because it, it never, it, it's never going to be completely gone. I, I think the, the real gnawing uh, uh, desire will, will go. You know, it does go. But uh, there's always a potential risk that one has to keep in mind. So we shouldn't be naive. 
Right. Right. And people are, are sometimes frightened by that. But I think that the beauty in that is realizing that God made us with weakness so that his strength can be made perfect in us and yeah. so that we can continually right. every day be dependent on him and reliant on him and never get to the point yeah. where we don't need him. So there's a positive to this, to what, to what you're saying as well. Yeah. And so as you've been saying that, I mean, you, I think that gives a lot of hope for, for people that are listening and for, for us in general. Um, now, I was just curious as you were saying this, because you talked about kind of that super highway that um, gets ingrained into our brain. And I know that the inverse of that is the good news is that we can do that with good behavior too. Um, now, what does that look like for us? You know, like you, you talked about the time frame to kind of rewire our brain away from addiction. How long does it take to build good behavior so that it gets ingrained into our brain as well too? Like what's kind of the time process for that? Not that we should be banking on that. I'm like, okay, it's been three months. Now I'm good. <laughs> right. But like what kind of, how does that work in our brain for on that level as well? Well, I would say that that good behavior be, would be like the athlete because the athlete never really arrives. It's right. an ongoing, you know, uh, maintenance and it's an ongoing uh, uh, exercise and development. So like for the, for the, Behaviors of that we're talking about, for example, of of prayer, you know, reading the word, having time of of, uh, of, of reflection, like for example, the prayer journal, you know, those are are ongoing spiritual disciplines that one can take it through the rest of their life. So it's not like after a certain time, I'm good now. I don't need to pray anymore or do my prayer journal. We we have to continually be using those elements of our brain for them to be maintained properly. And, and unlike though fitness, where uh, you can lose your fitness pretty darn quickly, you know, if yeah. you don't exercise, yeah. uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, like you're huffing up the stairs now, <laughs> yeah. this, this stuff, this stuff, this neuroarchitecture stuff takes a bit longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It gives new language to, to being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Eh? I always think what it, that doesn't big, it. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful passage and it fits so well with what we're talking about here. Exactly. Right. From Romans 12. Yeah. It's amazing um, the correlation. I mean, God made everything, and He made so what He says in Scripture. There's always deeper meaning than what we realize, and I love that's why I love what you're saying and understanding the science behind it. Because when we understand that Jesus says, you know, to be to give thanks in every circumstance or to rejoice always, pray continually, there's scientific reasoning for that even beyond, and not just yes. that, but. But it's amazing when you realize God's design is all-encompassing and that he, he knows how we're made. He made us, and so he instructs us in that way. It's incredible. So thank you so much for spending time with us. This has been so enlightening this week and last week. Um, we've loved everything that you've said, and so thanks so much for pouring yeah, into our my, listeners. My, my pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.